what else are you guys talking about tonight? You said William Hurt and the Miss Marvel trailer? Yeah, so we're going to talk about Miss Marvel, William Hurt, and um, I'm going to briefly talk about the um, Netflix to Disney Plus thing, because that's been oh, our... true, true, true. Yeah, that's been our thing. You can't get me started on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> I will hijack your episode. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> Wow, y'all need to... Yeah. Yeah, yeah but we wow. need to have... Uh, yeah. I am blown... Okay. I, th- I think we're related somehow. Okay, Caroline, <laughs> I don't think... Okay. This whole time, I'm thinking Rinaldi is an enigma, that he is like, you know, his his own person, that not many people are like him, and his interest in everything. And I'm just like, what in the world is happening? Like, now we... <laughs> this is amazing. I, yeah, I've been trying to convince these three to watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for about two years. No, Y'all, I, you I, are I gotta, sleeping on my show! Uh, <laughs> no, we, we're not going to watch it, Rinaldi. Well, 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 no, to be fair, they're busy. Right. This is not a situation where they, they disrespected the show. They're just busy. Okay. But, yeah. but, okay. but, I, it's, but it's I love the show. It's but I love the right? show. Yeah, it is investment. Yeah. It's 100, 110 episodes. It is a seven episodes. season investment. I will give you that. The yeah, seven, 110. The season is shorter. Mm. Um, however, it is over. So, like, A, you have an end in sight. Mm. Um, yes. If you've ever watched West Wing, West yes. Wing. oh yeah, West Wing. West Wing is my jam, dude. Um, it's not even as long as West Wing because the West Wing seasons are longer, and the seventh season is a full season. Oh, so, wow. like, oh, if God. you've committed to the watch of West Wing, you can commit to Shield. Okay. It does get weird in the middle. Be prepared for some weirdness. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah because yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's a there's a time. If you're line. familiar with Doctor Who, it gets wibbly wobbly, timey wimey. Yeah, <laughs> Ta- time um, time travel. But I really liked the first season where it is just like secret agenting, monster of the week. Like, yeah, it's a little campy, but you love it. And then they bring in some ties from Winter Soldier. Yeah, I feel like that story arc really makes winter soldier a deeper story yeah because i feel like when cap is like oh my gosh hydra's been within us the whole time i think agents of shield makes it more intimate yeah you don't understand the stakes of what that means because hydra never infiltrated any of the avengers yeah you you don't see teams being ripped apart unless you watch shield i'm trying really hard not to do jumping jacks it's like you're my new best friend. <laughs> wow, look at God, Rinaldi. You got a new you got a connection there. There's a friendship building. I feel it. Yeah. I have someone in my team. <laughs> I have I have to see how far this goes. Cause I have I have some other opinions. A lot of my friends like, are, are you sure about that? Um, <laughs> oh. The bag of controversy. What you gonna dig out? <laughs> Guardians or Guardians 2? Guardians 2. Oh, boy. Oh, <laughs> my, my husband is very much the same way. I'm, I'm like about even, but I feel like I like two more. It's again, it's that character thing. It's all about the way that the characters are progressing, deepening, learning. This is unbelievable. Right, so... And some also devolving in some oh cases. Oh, my gosh. Um, so... I'm really interested to see what James Gunn is doing with Rocket. I'm, I'm like... This is just fun to watch, like, because most of the time we gang up on Rinaldi because we, I think it's unfair to Rinaldi, but we're just like, Rinaldi, we don't, we don't, yeah, literally, Civil War style, 
like uh, when when uh, Iron Man is fighting Cap and Bucky, and they're just pummeling away. <laughs> like I feel like a lot of times, Ronaldo, you're Iron Man, and you know, to Ronaldo's point, he you know has a very unique take. But we're like, I've never heard this take before, ever, and so we're just like we're caught off guard. We're like, what, you know? And now to see this, I'm like, oh, Ronaldo, there's yeah. more of you. This is, <laughs> well, yeah, it just feels good that it's, you know, someone I'm talking to face to face, you know, mm-hmm. cause you know, I talk to people online, Got you, man. but online is not right. Caroline. Caroline's like a, you know, re- she's, I'm she's a real here. flesh and blood person. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's, she is a human, a human that, that understands <laughs> That understands me. I think part of it is knowing the heart of the characters and where they've been over the years and where they're going. And also it's, it's a little bit writing instinct for me because I am a writer. I'm an English major. I've taken screenwriting classes. Wow. You have Rinaldi. Yeah. You guys are best friends. (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah. I, um, I'm a history major, but I, I was an English minor until I got my degree and it didn't have the English minor on it. <laughs> yeah. Hate that. <laughs> yeah. But I did, I took a screenwriting course, nonfiction writing course, um, editing course. Yeah. All kinds of different I stuff. I just want to know who's the variant. Who's the variant between the two of you? <laughs> I uh, know. Who's, who's the Both variant? writers. Uh, uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll, I'll be. I'll, three. So I have, I have one question that I think will like maybe tie up everything. Um, how good is your memory? Very. Okay. <laughs> you guys are the same. He, you guys are the same. Me, her memory chip, because she would oh, never wow. remember anything without me. Yo, that's so that's hilarious, Rinaldi. Yeah, they like, give me a hard time because I remember the scene in <laughs> Spider-Man: Far From Home where uh Peter woke up in prison after being pummeled by a train, mm-hmm. and the his two cellmates um. I assume figured out he was Spider-Man, but didn't say anything to the police and then helped him escape. That's a um, fun scene. I liked it a lot. I mean, he was in the Netherlands. Then he goes, yeah, he's <laughs> in the Netherlands and he goes out and he's like trying to figure out where he is. And he borrows somebody's phone and calls happy and happy's like, where are you? And Peter's like, hang on. And the guy tries to tell happy where he is and happy can't understand him because the names of towns in the Netherlands are so ridiculous. Yep. Whenever we go to trivia night too, Ronaldo dominates. Like we always place when he's on our like team. Like I said, random f- fountain of oh random useless God. knowledge. <laughs> okay. We, okay. This is, we got to figure out which one of you is the variant. Like, I think it's me. I think it's you. Yeah. I think it's me. We know your time is valuable. Thank you for holding. Someone will be with you as soon as possible. What did we think of this movie? I'm giving this movie a B minus. What? Odin reminds me of a Haitian father. <laughs> this is. It feels like the comic brought to live screen. Can you just slap your name on anything? Who's gonna stop you? It's Odin's. <laughs> this is. If this is the story they are going for, can we buy a cheap table so I can flip it? <laughs> we will not have it. Hi, everybody. We got a curfew. By nine o'clock, you're Odin's. Oh, Dang, can you edit that out? And now, this is Marvelous Friends. Marvelous Friends. Welcome to the Marvelous Friends podcast. You are now listening to Marvelous Friends.
What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 92 of the Marvelous Friends podcast. We are four friends with one mission, to break down the stories, characters, and moments of the MCU. Are you passionate about the MCU like we are? Then leave us a review and let us know your thoughts on the Ryan Coogler incident. Uh, We love to hear from you. And get this, if your review is found on Apple Podcasts, we will read it on a future episode. We have a very great show uh, planned for you today with a very special guest from the Defining Disney Podcast here to share her thoughts on the Ryan Coogler arrest at a bank. But before we begin, uh, my name is Rob, and I brought a few of my friends with me. This is Rinaldi, Elise, Fergie, and Caroline. And in this episode, we talk about William Hurt, the Disney Plus Miss Marvel trailer, and of course, Ryan Coogler. Let's get things started. I feel like every week or every other week, there just seems to be the slew of news that comes our way. Uh, And we have a special guest uh, in this episode. Um, If you stick around, uh, she's going to be covering a lot of Ryan Coogler and her perspective as a banker, and it's going to be very spicy. Um, So stick around for that. But before we get into that, I want to talk about some news that came out this week. Um, On the day that we're recording, there's a lot of fresh stuff, and it just seems like it's back to back. Rest in peace. Uh, William Hurt, who is the uh, he plays Thaddeus Ross um, in in the MCU, and uh, you guys saw that news. Yes. Um, wh- what's your reaction to that? Because I, I I saw that and I was like, what? I want to hear from Elise because I know that's her her favorite character. Uh, William Hurt played her favorite character in the MCU, uh, Thaddeus Ross. Yeah. And, uh... <laughs> well, he's not necessarily <laughs> my favorite, but he keeps things interesting. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I mean, I, I know he was old and, you know, but I I just wasn't expecting the news and I would, I really wanted to see if my theory or, you know, my hope of a theory would come true about, uh, that he was actually him as Ross is actually the power broker. And that that's how he would kind of, uh, he would basically be the leader of the Thunderbolts as basically um, whatever version, whatever um, version of Hulk that he is. Um, I, I can't remember exactly what it was, but yeah, like he, I know that in comics that he gets it and he kind of becomes something uh, similar to like Hulk or Abomination of so- something of the sort. Um because it seems like um, what phase, well, I mean, phase four is setting up a lot of different things. I have no idea where it's going, but we're, we were starting to see some Thunderbolts members. Um, and so it would have been nice. Um, yeah, rest in peace. Um, I would have loved to see more if they would have included them or not. So, um, but yeah, that was, uh, that, was, that was my guy. I didn't like him. But I kind of liked him at the same time. It's very sad to see someone's passing in this way, especially when they're a big part of the MCU. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how we move forward. But that's it's sad. Yeah, I saw the news and and uh, it just felt random. Um, I guess not super random. I I didn't see it coming, and I know he's not that major of a player, but I could tell that they were really trying to set up something major 
for him and and uh, a team uh, going forward. All you know, condolences to his family, um, his his close friends, and and all of that. I think seeing that news was was a little crazy. Uh, he passed away at seventy one, and you know he he definitely left an impression. It was because of him we got Civil War, um, and he did a great job in in the Hulk movies, and then coming into the MCU and just tying everything together. And you know he helped build something pretty incredible. Um, Pun intended. Incredible Hulk. Um, I, I yeah. mean, I definitely feel bad for his kids. I mean, I don't know the state of his relationship with his kids, but whatever it is, I'm sure, you know, they're going through a lot. Mm-hmm. Whatever this the state of their personal relationship, you know, they lost someone. And I'm sure, you know, his 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 the rest of his family, close friends, um, they're hurting. Mm. And I agree with you, Rob, you know, condolences to to them for losing someone um and hopefully the rest of the cast you know i don't know who who he's close with within the marvel family i don't know if he's close with the you know the people on you know the captain america cast or the black widow cast but you know if they're hurting from this loss you know uh you know my my thoughts are with you as well mhm um, the next piece of news I have um, is something we've been talking about quite a bit on this podcast. And uh, it was announced, I think, officially today. I started seeing promotions all over social media about this. But the Netflix shows, we're talking Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Defenders, and Punisher. And this isn't a Netflix show, but Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, all went... To Disney Plus, it's official. Uh, it's underway. Uh, I saw these promotions all over Facebook and Instagram. They're really starting to push this now, and they even left a caption saying that parental controls are now active on Disney Plus. And so, uh, any thoughts? We've talked about this stuff, uh, you know, in you know, extensively, um, but now it's official. Uh, we don't have to wait too long to watch these shows now. Um, any thoughts now that now that we're here? I just kind of, you know, started logging in to test it. I'm like, is it real? So, yeah. (laughs) So I put the, they asked me to put the password in again. Um, And then as soon as I did it, they were like, oh, do you want to set it to TVMA? And since we're, um, since I have a profile with you guys, I don't know if you can see my screen, but I, it's asking me about you guys' profile too. Like, do I, do I set them, set all of yours to TVMA as well? So I didn't click it, but I assume that you want to, so I will, I can just go ahead and do it. Mm -hmm. Go for it. (laughs) Yeah. But it, it, once you log in, it asks about, do you want to set a pin? Do you want to set it to TVMA? So it's real. So I'm like, okay, all right. Wow. Kind of late, but hey. Yeah. So we'll see. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know how what to, what else to say that it hasn't been said already. Like it's smart move for Disney. I feel like most streaming sites, or certainly Netflix, has like a section specifically for kids, and then the rest of the content for adults. And so it makes sense to do it that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll watch Daredevil on whatever platform it's on. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. Disney's getting my money either way. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I think my one thing, though, is, for example, they're going to start putting, like, Daredevil, like, actively into this next phase we're seeing. 
I'm just wondering, I'm just wondering how that's going to work considering the, the show that covers his whole story, his whole background mm-hmm. would be under this TVMA rating. So just him being like, it was awesome to see him in no way home, but if they're continuing mm. to feature daredevil and stuff, it's going to spark curiosity with, you know, the younger audience. Mm-hmm. And I just see it happening. One, one parent's going to be with their kid. They're going to think they could watch Daredevil when they clearly cannot. Some mom's going to get upset. Mm-hmm. It is going to complain, you know, at least one mom. And who knows? It might be a slew of moms. <laughs> and then, then, it, then Disney's in trouble. And then I don't know what's going to happen from there. But I just, I don't know. So, like, I agree with you, but I don't. Because I feel like if that were the case, we would have heard heard this um on netflix you know what i mean yeah. like mm-hmm. oh my child stumbled onto the adult netflix and they saw whatever rated our movie like we have to stop netflix i feel like we would have heard of that by now mm-hmm. but i get that disney is different right it's well, geared towards families yeah I, I but yeah i i hear that i think that there's a chance it will happen now is if they keep giving the daredevil character exposure even through cameos. Like we just saw him one time. And um, I think we were talking about it in our group me that like some, like some theaters were just like, Mm -hmm. huh? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and then there's like on the other side of the spectrum, me who's crying. (laughs) So it's just like, I I don't know. I think you have to get ahead of it. And I don't know if Dizzy's going to do that. Cause I, I don't know. I still didn't like the way they marketed. They they were too coy with Matt Murdock with Spider Man. I I I didn't. I think you have to you have to attack it head on. Mm-hmm. You have to make appearances and and talk about the character and specifically if he's going to cameo in a, a new project. So I did report that he was going to be in Secret Invasion. I think you jump ahead and have him do be with Samuel Jackson. And Colby Schmolders mm. talking about Secret Invasion and and him being in it and mm. you know especially if Kingpin was in Hawkeye yeah and Few that, that also the had a mixed yeah. reaction like mm-hmm. some people were like who's that mm. who's this big mm-hmm. white dude and wow. other people were tearing up like mm-hmm. oh he's here mm-hmm. and I just I I think they can't do the whole coy thing you have to be direct and let. Because I think a lot of families watch these Marvel movies like together. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you're direct and you're like, "Yo, this is this is who Daredevil is. He's he's got a dark past." Mm-hmm. That should inform the parents enough for them to make whatever decision they want to make. So mm-hmm. I, so think, I think that's what it comes down to: giving the the parents the power to make a decision. Mm-hmm. And I think the parental controls is part of it. That's right. part of that. Right. Well, I was going to say, too, like Disney in other countries also has adult content on their right. streaming service. Mm-hmm. And I have yet to hear anything about like parents freaking out or, you know, oh, my kid accidentally saw something that they shouldn't have. Like it does ultimately fall on the parents yeah. to at least educate themselves. Um, and I think before you watch any type of show, it doesn't it show like the rating? It does. Like, yep. yeah, whatever it may be. So yep. if. And it's a you don't code, do any so. research if you don't see the rating and you sit through all 45 minutes of it, then I feel like that's on you at that point. Um, I do want to transition because we spent quite a bit of time on this. 
Um, but speaking of Disney Plus, there is a new trailer for a Disney Plus show um, called Miss Marvel. So, uh, Fergie, you saw the trailer. What's up? What do you think? Oh, <laughs> oh wow. And a sigh. I'm here for a brown girl superhero. I think this girl that they have playing Miss Marvel is very cute. However, this show looks like hot garbage. But but Fergie, Fergie, she's a she's a fellow brown girl. I mean, different ethnicity, but you know, I thought girls of color stick together. <laughs> no, I, I said I like her. Oh, okay. I gotcha. think she's cute, but the show itself. I see. Looks like hot garbage. Like gotcha. I'm also not above watching high school drama or even middle school drama. I don't know how old she is, but it just looks very not my demographic type of show or mm-hmm. I don't know, just too childish. Yeah. Like I have a fully functioning brain. <laughs> so to watch it, it would be like hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll, we'll, I'll see. I mean, mm-hmm. I'll tune in anyway, but it, yeah, I just feel, it feels like a, a Disney Channel, like, superhero thing. So, I, yeah, so kind of like what Fergie was kind of saying, like, I, I'm I'm just wondering just how, how they're going to do it, if it's going to end up just being something kind of not for us, but, like, more for, like, the younger demographic. Um, but we'll see. I mean, I, I, I do understand. You know, she's like, I mean, it kind of looks like she's she's a freshman in high school, mm-hmm. maybe, or something like that. Yeah, I think she's just, in, it seems like she's just entering high school, so I understand there there might be some cringy mm-hmm. things, because when we were young, we were weird. So, <laughs> you know, so maybe we might see that, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll but see. I also think, like, going back to our last discussion, if there's going to be more mature content on Disney+, Plus. Um, if in order to get our mature content, we need to also have kitty content, then I'm okay with that. A couple things that I wanted that uh, I'll mention that kind of stood out to me in this trailer. The CGI is pretty crazy in this show so far from what I've seen. Anytime I've seen CGI in any of these Disney plus shows, if like, except for the, you know, for WandaVision, it's been lackluster. I know I feel you on the, on that overall point, but I, nothing in this trailer impressed me visually, except well, the little imagination things. But I don't think that was like CGI. That's just like typical. It's just editing, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's editing. editing. But I'm I'm talking like the 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 editing part. I thought that was cool, and I think I know where they're going with that. Um, it's not just like a cool thing that they're, they're going to add. I think it's going to be part of her uh, mental. Um, you know, whatever situation she has going on in her mind, mm-hmm. I think that's part of it. But the uh, her the demonstrating her powers, yeah, I I think I think it's it's not going to look like if you see it on screen and you go and you, and you can tell it doesn't belong there. Like I think it's going to look like it belongs there. Okay. And with these Disney Plus shows, a lot of times it's like, eh, that CGI was pretty bad, or eh, I can see the strings on you, or eh, like. I'm not saying that I'm like blown away, but just based on what I saw, I think it looks pretty good. The the CGI that is. Um, So CGI, 
I like the use of the music. I'm not the biggest weekend fan, but I thought the use of the music was fun. Yeah. It's not a bad song. Um, the only other thing, too, why I'm not feeling this... I mean, other than that, I'm not feeling the trailer. Um, and I'm not sure what to make of this show going into it. But what really doesn't make sense to me is why girls in this universe look up to Captain Marvel. Because yeah. we're not shown at all why Captain Marvel is a symbol to be looked up to. If yeah. this was a show about somebody who looks up to Captain America and they themselves become a Captain America-esque kind of hero, it would make more sense to me because we saw his journey. We saw what kids would be inspired to. But when Captain Marvel shows up, she's just, she hates men and she <laughs> punches Thanos or whatever, and that's it. Disrespect. Intergalactically, what did she do on Earth? Right. So like I'm not, I'm just I don't believe this idea. Like out of all of the Avengers, Captain Marvel is your inspiration. Like I I don't buy that. The now I agree with you. Here's how I think they can spin it because you know you had Kate Bishop look up to Hawkeye. Okay, who I respect, but I'm a little I was a little surprised that a kid would look up to. I I would see a policeman. Mm. A firefighter like my man Grills, I would see them look up to Hawkeye, but a kid, mm. I figured a kid would look up to like Thor or somebody like more flashy. Yeah. Um, but that's that's Hawkeye, that's the original Avengers, yeah. like the original. Yep. This is she's younger than Kate, so she's gonna look up to the the the, the altered Avengers, the ones that fought Thanos. The Got alter, you. Yep. Not the yep. Loki, the ones that fought Loki, but yep. the, the newer ones. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so now, so you have some wiggle room there. It's like, okay, she's, she's attracted to different Avengers. Now, maybe if there was some video footage of Captain Marvel fighting Thanos to a draw yeah. after he wiped out everybody else, mm-hmm. maybe a kid that young would be like, oh, wow, she, like, she was the only one that like stood up to Thanos, and mm. whereas he knocked out all the other ones. Mm-hmm. I could see if there's. It, I need to see they, why she's inspired like if we, by Captain if we, Marvel. If we see her watch this footage on the news, yeah, and then, but then the only issue is how do you have a whole store dedicated to Captain Marvel? That's the other. My guest today is a Disney enthusiast in the best way imaginable. She's insightful and she's deep. What do I mean? Well, from the Defining Disney podcast, her, along with her co-host, do a deep dive into their favorite Disney movies that we've all watched as children. From Dumbo, Hocus Pocus, Aladdin, Cinderella, and more, I've listened to her podcast and experienced once again the magic of Peter Pan. And I also think I relived some trauma with what happened with Bambi. Not only from listening to this podcast is she an enthusiastic Disney fan, but she's also a banker. Now, she was not there when the police arrested Ryan Coogler, but she is here to provide some insights from her perspective as a banker, which I am personally interested in hearing about. Please join me in welcoming the host of the Defining Disney podcast, Caroline. Welcome to the show. It's great to have you. Hey, glad to be here. Thanks for having me on. 
I promise you there's going to be claps in post and, and uh, <laughs> no pretend <worries>. audience. <laughs> um, they're, they're there. They're excited too. Uh, the fake audience is excited too. Um, <laughs> it's great to have you. Um, I, I enjoy your podcast. I, I got you. a chance to listen to some, some of your episodes and, you know, it's crazy how deep you can get in some of these, these Disney shows, these Disney, uh, animated series and animated movies and just like movies that you watch as children that you would assume is just for children, but you can definitely break this down and turn it into a class. Um, and so yeah, I, I had a lot of fun listening to your podcast. I'm so glad. Thank you. Uh, yeah, it was something that, uh, was sort of born out of Nicole and I being big, super Disney nerds. We both worked for the company. We both grew up on Disney from very young ages, thanks to our parents. And, in 2016, we were sitting on her couch in her living room having an argument over what Disney movie was, what Disney animated movie was the best and why. And mm. we both kept coming up, you know, diff- different answers for different movies and like, which one has the best intro, which one has the best villain. And we were like, okay, why don't we break this down like scientifically? Because Nicole's wow. a very big data person and at least with some things, so am I. And so we started coming up with a rubric and we were going to make a blog that was back when like Tumblr was still sort of in its dying days, mm-hmm. uh, right before Yahoo bought it. Yahoo. Oh man. And, Both and, Yahoo and, and yeah, Tumblr. Nobody uses it. them. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we were going to make a blog and break it down, you know, piece by piece, why we scored it, what we did and talk about, you know, the ins and outs, the pros and cons, and go movie by movie, but life happened. You know, mm-hmm. we got busy, she got married, I got married, I moved to Virginia, and the pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. But when the pandemic hit, that kind of offered us an opportunity to hit pause. I was able to, with pay, step away from work for six weeks, thanks to mm-hmm. a very generous policy by Starbucks. And... After two days, I was like, what am I doing with my time? Mm-hmm. I'm so bored. I I was, you know, very excited to have time to just, like, sit and chill, watch YouTube videos, catch up on my Marvel rumors, what have you. But, like, after two days, I was like, I have to have something to do, some project to work on, because nothing is happening in the world. And so I was going through my computer, like, through my old files, and I found the spreadsheet that we had made. And I was like this could be fun. Mm -hmm. Why don't we go back to this? And she and I have talked about lots of different ideas over the years about like a YouTube channel or a podcast or a blog or something where we would create and talk together because I mean, we're a little biased, but we think we're pretty funny. (laughs) And, uh, and and we have a lot of the same common interests and we know a lot of things about a lot of things. Mm -hmm. We both think, ourselves you know fountains of useless information we'd both be very good on jeopardy um there it is her her probably better than me yeah (laughs) uh, and i pitched it to her and she was like i mean if you've got the time to like really break it down and figure out how we can do this in six weeks Mm. let's do it and i was like Mm. i bet (laughs) yeah let's go that's incredible i did some research. I bought 
a podcast launch plan from a mentor that I liked um, for relatively cheap compared to what some mentor plans can cost. Mm-hmm. Um, and bought myself a crash course on Canva in graphic nice. design, made ourselves a logo, and borrowed hosting space from a friend on WordPress. And here we are two years later through three quarters of the canon. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. We'll finish by the end of this year. And and up until this this point, you so you have is it fifty eight episodes till and the day of this recording is it fifty eight? That sounds right to me. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds right. Okay. Um, there there are sixty episodes in. Well, there are sixty films in the Disney animated canon, but we also have right. lots of bonus content okay. um, that we've released after um, it's exclusive to our Kofi membership for a little while. Uh-huh. So. 58 sounds right. Okay. I, I only ask because, I mean, it could be more, but from what I um, I saw on your podcast, I think I saw 58, 59. And I only say that because, you know, to our listeners and, and whoever stumbles upon this episode, um, you know, I think there are people out there who can appreciate the pre-production, the recording, and then the post-production. It's a lot of work. It is. And to to put together a very thorough episode, for something like Disney, which it's not just a cartoon that Disney slapped together. Like this is, it's very in depth. And again, you can have a class on it, but to put that together and then have someone like yourself and your friend, Nicole, to break it down and, you know, do it within an hour, hour and a half. That's, that takes effort. And to do that for about 60 episodes, we're at, this is episode 92 for us. It's work. And so I just want to say congratulations. That's, Thank you. That's a huge uh, major you know, milestone. I know episode 50, a lot of podcasters, when they start, they don't make it past episode 10. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've seen it. Yeah, and that was and that was something we had agreed on. You know, if I'm if I'm going to sink this money into this, if we're going to put our own capital toward this, mm-hmm. we're going to do it. We're going to do it for real, and we're going to do it long term. And we have not missed a release date to this day. Wow! Every every other Wednesday for except for our planned hiatuses, and we've been mm-hmm. really intentional about giving ourselves some breaks. Mm-hmm. Um. Nicole's job gets really intense around the end of the year every year. Mm. She's in payroll, so. Oh, wow. Yeah, tax forms go out. Yep. And she's she's got to help companies do that. Um, and then she bought a house last summer, so, like, that was pretty intense. I'm about to buy a house. Wow. So um, we're, we're planning another hiatus in June um, mm-hmm. to hopefully give me time to uh, close and move in. But. It's definitely been a process, yeah. but we've enjoyed it, and we would not be able to do it without the four of us. Our husbands are our editor, mm. producer, extraordinaires. Oh, wow. They do all of the sound work, and they've basically taught themselves, too. Mm. So it's just it's been very much a labor of love, a way for the four of us to stay connected across, across the many states. And uh, we're we're pretty proud of it. That's incredible. And I loved how you mentioned, like, you wanted to get into the Disney movies because that's something that you're, like, interested in and passionate about. And it's funny that you mentioned that because I feel like in our group chat, we just had a discussion about the direction that Marvel's headed in. And we're like, do, do we want to stay along for this ride? Like, we really do mm-hmm. also enjoy the D- DC content and 
just how violent and dark it can get. And so it's so funny how um, just that works. Like just everything stems from love or sometimes hate. Um, <laughs> we get really crazy on some of our episodes. Um, yeah. What was the last big, I guess, debate we've we were, had? We were talking about um, Daredevil's girlfriend. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Uh, we didn't even get through my notes, by the way. Like I actually had notes, actual notes. <laughs> About the character, and these guys just want to make jokes about it. <laughs> like, like she's Drake on Hotline Bling. Oh, well, I didn't say all that, but sure. <laughs> no, I'm just saying you guys were making jokes. Yeah, we were definitely making yeah. jokes. And I, I kept thinking about Drake on Hotline Bling, you know, because every time the cell phone ring, every time that yep. Hotline oh, Bling. Oh, true. Yeah, because she oh, always, so <laughs> always calls Matt. Always calls Matt. the phone, we're just like, And Matt. she's just, yeah. Matt Murdock, but, but there's a reason. There was a reason for it. And we didn't get to it. Yeah. They just wanted to. Yeah. We, you said you gave one reason and we like pounced on you and we're yep. like, we're not letting go. <laughs> I love, I love your story about, um, the, the origin, how, how your podcast came together. Um, I know for a lot of people, I mean, everybody started a podcast. I feel like <laughs> during the pandemic, it, it's kind of, it, it's <laughs> it, like the it new definitely blog. flooded the market for sure. Yeah. 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 And yeah, absolutely. And so. But it, I feel like it always stems from like one or the other, right? It's either, you know, somebody will say, oh, I want to start a podcast, but I don't know what to talk about. Or somebody will say, wow, I love talking about this thing. Why don't we just start a podcast? Because we can go on and on and on. And that sounds more like your story, um, not to simplify it, because it sounds like not only do you love talking about this this kind of content with your friends, but to package it in a way to where it's digestible for the listener and to expose some of the things that you've noticed um, that the maybe the casual viewer doesn't see in in uh, Disney cartoons. I think that's just amazing and a testament to, to uh, your endurance with your friends and even just to pour the love out for, for what you enjoy and creating content and really putting yourself out there. It, it's definitely something that I, I commend um, just hearing your story. Yeah, the the rubric was definitely where we found our niche. We were like, this this is what makes us stand apart from other Disney podcasts out there. Approaching it subjectively versus objectively is just so hard for a lot of people because Disney is so connected to nostalgia and emotions. And that's why their films are so successful is because they're designed to evoke feelings in the audience in a particular way. And so many people have specific memories associated with specific films from when they were growing up, from trips to the parks, from trips to their grandparents' house, from, you know, any, any number of things, Mm -hmm. but breaking it down objectively for us was a way to kind of push back from that and say, okay, yes, we love these movies and we have some very strong feelings about a lot of these movies, but there is a way to put them apples to apples against each other, even mm-hmm. across the century that Disney has been almost around for. Like from right. 1937 until today, Disney has been an animation studio. We're mm-hmm. we're coming up on 100 years. That's crazy. So, wow. Yeah, it's it's actually a long time when you really look at it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been 60 films in the canon to date. Um, wow. with Encanto being the 60th. So wow. they have... I have not seen Encanto yet. Oh. I got I to gotta watch it. I've only heard one. good things about it. It's a good one. Really? Yeah. Dang, I'm missing out. 
Lin-Manuel Miranda, like you can't go wrong. That's right. I love, I that, love man. that man. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We got we to stop. What, we're doing. what are we doing? Yeah. What are we doing? Talking about Marvel and di- what do we? Oh, support my this gosh. man's bag. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I wanted to shift gears a little bit. Yeah. Sure. Um, so I, uh, so we're in the same, uh, message thread, um, with, uh, with many other podcasters. Um, and it's always fun kind of going back and forth about, you know, what Marvel's doing and other, you know, uh, nerd dumb as some people would call <laughs> it, but I wanted to, to, uh, get your thoughts on the Ryan Coogler incident for those who maybe you don't know. Um, maybe you haven't heard about it. It's all, it was all over the news. Um, TMZ even covered it. It was a big story. And in a nutshell, uh, Ryan Coogler went to the bank to uh, withdraw some some funds, and you know some would question. Okay, the funds that's questionable, um, and in a nutshell, he got arrested. Uh, I think there was a banker who called the police. They were either scared or suspicious of him or, or whatever, and it just became a whole thing. Um, is there any details that I missed in that? I, I, I've read so many things. He tried to withdraw twelve thousand dollars. Twelve thousand dollars. Yeah, I know there was like a twelve oh, in my there head. There's also um, he wrote it on a deposit a, slip. A, yeah. Mm. But so I've, I guess I've kind of got a oh, procedural yeah. breakdown that I okay. want to take us through. Yes, please. This this is this is my jam right now. All right, so all right. You, you kind of got to start from the beginning, and and my take on this as a banker. This is banking's what I do in my full time job. I can't, you know, obviously talk about what bank I work for. I don't work for Bank of America. So mm-hmm. I wasn't there that day. I don't know what their exact policies are, but I can certainly speak to what my bank's policy is and what is present in the industry. Mm. So he walked into a Bank of America branch in Atlanta. They're filming mm-hmm. Black Panther 2 in Atlanta. Atlanta is one of the bigger film cities in America, like number two or number three. Gets up there. Um, to be fair, he's from California, so this is not his home branch. They've never seen him before, probably. He's got an out-of-state ID. Mm. Those things initially are going to cause a banker to be on their guard in, in the first place. Mm-hmm. However, willingly, without prompting, the man provides his ID scans his debit card in their machine, puts his PIN in, that alone should have pulled him up in the system to begin with. Mm. But then he passes the teller the deposit slip, which says, Mm -hmm. which has has his information on it, Mm -hmm. says he wants to withdraw $12,000, but then it has on the side written on it, I want to withdraw $12,000 from my account, can you please count it in another room? I'd like to be discreet. Mm. Most bankers would probably look a little weirdly at this. Okay. Robbers today mostly pass notes. It's an easy way to not get caught. It's an easy way to not make a scene. It's an easy way to get away with some money and get out of there before anyone can call the authorities, before anyone is any the wiser. It's mm-hmm. you and the teller. If you can get out of there, you're scot-free. Mm-hmm. However, it's very clear from mm-hmm. what is already going on that that is not what this man is doing. 
Right. A robber in no situation would provide you with an ID. Mm. A robber in no situation would provide you with a debit card. Especially, mm. the names would not match. Mm. And especially, like, his picture matches on the ID. All she had to do was ask him to pull his mask down. Right. She said she didn't even look at the name. She was so huh. scared. It's like, ma'am, did okay, you did you on. read it? Huh. Did you read the words that he wrote on that slip? Because it very clearly says, I want to withdraw, not give me the money. It's, I want mm-hmm. to withdraw from my account mm-hmm. this $12,000. Hmm. But she was panicked. Why, I'm not really certain. Um, hmm. And and I'm going to try and stay away from questions of bias here, and we can get into that later. I'm just going to strictly speak to the banking situation for right Mm -hmm. now. So she said, I'm going to go get the manager. Mm. Some banks with that large of a withdrawal, you have to go get the manager. That's how they handle large transactions. For transactions over a certain amount, there's reporting that banks have to do in order to track movement of money for the government. That's just part of federal regulation. So she goes to the manager. She's freaking out. Manager decides, okay, I'm going to go stall him. You call 911. The manager does not bother to check this man's ID, does not bother to check the debit card, does not bother to go to the computer and see that the debit card has pulled his account up. Mm. Just flat off the bat says, Mm. okay, let's call the police. I can't speak to what Bank of America's policy is, but at my Mm. bank, one of the very first things I learned that surprised me, to be fair, is that when there is a robber, you do not call the police Mm. Mm -hmm. because that that endangers every single person in that bank. If you call the police while the robber is still present, you risk a shootout, a hostage situation, an escalation of some kind that's going to put way more at risk than just some money. $12,000 isn't even a drop in the bucket for Bank of America. They're one of the largest banks in the world. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll tell you, my bank carries more than 20 times that on a daily basis. And we're we're a regional bank in Virginia. We're not even in a large, you know, a large city like Atlanta. So, like... I can't imagine what kind of money this branch handles on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, this manager jumped the gun. Yeah. And even if it isn't policy, why isn't it? Mm-hmm. Why, why is money worth more to Bank of America than employee and customer lives? Mm-hmm. I, um, I hear... You know, as I'm listening to kind of how you're breaking down from your perspective and 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 your insight, um, you know, it, it's I think of Doctor Evil. This is this is weird, but I think of Doctor Evil. Like when if you've seen Awesome Powers, you know exactly what I'm talking about. He 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 wants a ransom for one million dollars, million, and everybody starts laughing, and then he ups it. Right? We we know the scene, but I I don't understand why. They would, if he's say just, okay, let me 
let me, you know, think of it like this. What if he was right? If they were right to be afraid and he was robbed 12,000, like that is, I don't know. That was very specific of a number and too low to rob a whole bank, but that's just my mind. I don't know what you think about that. So the most successful robbers don't ask for a whole lot of money because it's easy for a teller to just give to them out of their drawer They don't have Mm. to go to the safe for it. They don't have to ask another teller to sell it to them. They just hand it to the person and the person can walk away. Right. I don't carry any more than $12,000 in my drawer on any given day. That's my my limit for Mm. my drawer. The bank as a whole carries a lot more than that. But like Mm. me personally, to be fair, if I have somebody come in with a big deposit, like one of our gas stations or one of our check cashing places, I might end up with more than that. But as soon as I can, I sell it to the vault and it gets mm. locked up. Right. So okay. it is easier for a robber to get away with less money than for more mm-hmm. money. Yeah, that's very interesting. Like, I loved how you break it down. It, it makes so much more sense. I think my question is like, what do you encounter people withdrawing like $12,000 out at once at one time? Like why such a big amount? Like, I don't know, like what possibly could he use that money for? That's kind of the the first, like, I don't understand the situation. Sure. Um, that I had, I would imagine it was probably for, it could be for bonuses, it could be for a night out, you know, going to the club, bottle service, tips. I hope the man tips well. He seems like a nice guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, if if there were some kind of party going on celebrating, you know, the rap or the end of somebody filming or, you know, they just filmed a very emotional scene, we're all going to go out and kind of pick cast morale back up, like... $12,000 for a really nice night out in Atlanta, that might be a little bit overboard. But if you're renting out a venue, like, mm. that that might be where you could spend the money. We don't often have customers who come in and ask for that in cash without calling ahead and asking. Certainly not customers that aren't regulars for us. Um, but at the same time... I'm I'm in a much smaller area at a much smaller bank than a Bank of America in the middle of Atlanta. Yeah, I had a I had something that confused me when I read this story. Um the fact that it's Atlanta where you got a lot of like rap stars, mm. actors. Like Atlanta is is I think some people jokingly say it's like the New York City for black people in the mm-hmm. south. Like it's <laughs> Or it's the Hollywood for black people or mm. whatever in the South or whatever. Mm. Like it's South it's a Hollywood. place where Yeah, mm. it's a place where more wealthy or celebrity figures are either doing business or just relocating to. So I, I don't know, because like I know in New York, because my, my cousin, she worked in New York for a few years, and it was like kind of normal to see a celebrity mm. for her. So I'm kind of confused why the people at this bank kind of were like, you know, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, someone asking for this much money, this is bad. Instead of, 
oh, I wonder, like, is he an actor? Is he on a TV show? Like, right, like, why I, didn't I'm you look confused. at his name? And what, what <laughs> also confuses me is, like, I, even as a white girl, like, I know how big of a cultural movement Black Panther is in the Black community. Mm-hmm. And the teller was Black. Mm. And so were the cops. Hmm. Oh, I saw that, too. Y'all are yep. telling me y'all did not recognize Ryan Coogler? Yep. Same. <laughs> wow. Wow. Not not just not just not just all three black, but all three black had to all be under forty. Like mm-hmm. y'all are telling me you don't you don't know Black Panther. You don't know who this man is. Please. Wow. F minus. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> At least with oh F minuses, yeah. My other thing too is like Brian, how come you don't have an assistant to do this for you? Like, if you're mm. hiring, I'm available. I can become available. Like, <laughs> I don't understand. Send your assistant or you know the whoever to do this for you. So the trick with that is that particularly at a branch that's not his opening branch, a branch that's not familiar with him, uh, if they're not on the account, they cannot do mm. not have the legal authority to touch that money unless he is present to give them permission to do so then we're both getting arrested (laughs) also also no job for you fergie (laughs) because you won't be on his uh on his account there um i have another question um what what can i do about my overdraft fees over at uh so here's the best thing to do if you are i was kidding i'm gonna get advice if you are low on funds (laughs) okay and you know that you're going to have several places that you're going to need to buy things over the next couple of days. The best thing for you to do is go to an ATM that belongs to your bank. Withdraw the money you think you're going to need. That way you get one overdraft fee and then you use the cash everywhere else. You know, it's so funny. I was only joking with that question, but I got, I got legitimate Yeah, now advice. we got to write it down. Come on, Now we got to write that down. Notepad. Why aren't we writing this down? <laughs> no, that's like legitimate advice. So it, listeners, if uh, whatever bank you have, make sure right. you know where all your ATMs are. And, uh, you know, so you can minimize those, those uh, also, uh, overdraft fees. Ask around to your bank and see if they refund ATM fees. My bank does up to $10 a month. Um, if you use foreign ATMs. So, and they'll say you have to provide your receipts most of the time. We can see it on your account history. It'll be coded as an ATM service charge and we'll just yeah. refund it. Interesting. So, where were you when I was in college? Like, <laughs> I, this is good information. This is great. But, um, but on, on some, but on, on, on some, um, I kind of wanted to, to, to go back on the situation because I think it's, do you, do you think, you know, and I'm just going to, we're going to go more into opinion, speculation, sure. and what we think happened. Um, all we can do is speculate. I don't know Ryan Coogler personally. I don't know anybody in the scene. I don't know. Um, but I, it's it's hard to tell what exactly that was, right? So I've listened to parts of the 911 call. Okay. Um, that's been released. I've also watched the video from both inside the bank and from the body cam on the police officer. Okay. Um, the 911 dispatcher was reluctant to even send officers in the first place because hmm. the teller told her that they hadn't verified his identity. They, ha- they hadn't 
looked him up in the system to see if he was a customer. And she was like, that's weird. That's mm-hmm. suspicious. <laughs> yeah. That's what? suspicious. Cause, cause when I, when I hear that story, when I hear a story like that, like a black man, uh, either gets refused at a bank or something happens, my mind, because of the climate we're in, automatically goes to, okay, something racist is going on. Right. But, and and I would generally tend to agree with you, particularly since it was the manager who decided to call 911. Right. She didn't even look at him. She yeah. just heard the description from the teller. Mm-hmm. And she's the only white person involved in this situation. Interesting. I mean, honestly, when I first heard, actually, Rinaldi was the one who broke the news to us. And I was confused then as much as I am now, a little less so. But um, I immediately thought of the um, Jesse Smollett case thing, too, because it was kind of similar in some ways where it's like this a race thing and it's like a hate crime. But I'm like, who would be confused about Ryan Coogler? Like his movie had such a big impact on. Right. Like almost all these communities. And so I was like, something doesn't feel right about this to me. And even more so still knowing that there's like a lot of like the teller was black and the cops were black. So I'm just like, it just, it's not computing. I agree. I think it's kind of bizarre. And I think everyone let, I think the bankers let their personal biases amp them up into this panic where they decided to lose all policy and common sense mm. and the cops were doing their jobs and didn't bother to bring in, you know, their eyes <laughs> and say, wait a minute, I recognize this guy. Do you think there's a perception that black men aren't successful enough to ask for this money? Like, because I feel like just from I, I don't work in banks, I don't have banking experience, but my assumption is like, okay, if someone's asking for this money and providing the correct documentation or ID, they're probably either a celebrity or a highly successful businessman. Mm. Like that's just where my mind goes, but I don't know as someone that's worked in banks if you would make that assumption. To be or- honest, twelve thousand dollars. While it is my, you know, drawer limit, in the grand scheme of how much money I see in people's accounts, it's not that much money. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. in, in, in the grand scheme of how much money Ryan Coogler has, that's, mm-hmm. that's nothing. That's mm-hmm. nothing for this man. So, like, I, I have to wonder what about this particular amount, like, freaked this teller out. Because okay. some, I don't know if it was just the note. Maybe she was new to the job and she had just gotten the training about robbers past notes. And she mm. like got it in her head that, oh my God, it's happening to me. It's happening to me. And I will also add she was pregnant. So mm. there is an added amount of fear there for your unborn baby. And pregnancy straight up addles your brain. Mm-hmm. But the manager, it was the manager pregnant? No. Nope. I think that's where that's where things fall <laughs> no. apart. The manager was things, not. Because like she you has said, no there's excuse. a level This Bank of America only hires pregnant women. <laughs> there's a level of professionalism that you have to have as someone that supervises other people. Yeah. yeah. So, so I think that's might be where things fell apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. The the manager had the training mm-hmm. to De-escalate the situation, to calm the teller down, to 
investigate what was actually happening and then handle it appropriately, whatever was Mm -hmm. actually happening. If it did turn out that he was a robber, she could have handled that. But I think that she would have come to the same conclusion had she done her due diligence that this man was not a robber. He was a customer. Have you have you heard anything of, um, you know, how people are reacting to because because I imagine in this situation that the cops are only responding to a 911 call. Um, have you heard anything about what's going on on that end? Have have people talked about the police? Because I think the focus um, is a lot on the banker and the banker is the one who uh, made the 911 call. Um, but has there any been has there been any attention on the police? There have been some comments about the police behavior. It's certainly by no means the most egregious we've seen with incidents Mm -hmm. like this. Um, He was not, you know, thrown to the ground. He wasn't beaten up. There was no physical violence. However, both of them drew their weapons before Mm, he even turned around. Yep. Yep. I I saw that. Yep. Which is absolutely, absolutely baffling to me. Like Mm -hmm. this. Were the cops pregnant? Like, <laughs> nope. <laughs> like, this man has shown no sign of threat to you. He's shown no sign of threat to the teller. Something else they teach us about robbers is that often they don't carry weapons right. because they will get a worse charge when they get caught. Because almost all robbers eventually get caught, they will get a worse charge when they get caught if they're mm-hmm. caught with a weapon. Mm-hmm. If they're caught without one, they get off much easier and do much less jail time. I mean, our our security classes are taught by firms who go and consult real robbers, and they're real former robbers oh, wow. who are you know doing their community service by doing these security videos. So interesting, yeah, interesting. So, listeners, um, first of all, uh, we don't condone robbing. Let me no, just put that out there. <laughs> Not we at don't. All. Don't do um, it. Even though we are providing you all of the the tea. <laughs> Uh, I, I highly discourage it and, uh, do with that as you will. I just really hope he, Ryan Coogler has said that Bank of America has settled it to his satisfaction Mm -hmm. and he doesn't want to make a big deal out of it. Mm -hmm. I really hope that that means that at least that manager got fired and he closed all his accounts and moved them elsewhere because that is just, it's just inappropriate behavior all around. Like there was no reason to endanger that many people for just refusal to use your eyes. Yeah. I I also, I thought about this today too, just thinking about this whole thing. Uh, well, kind of forever, this Black Panther 2 uh, can never catch a break. Dude. There's a lot of crazy Dude. stories True. surrounding this production. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> like with the whole uh, um, COVID thing and, and anti-vaxxer and then, you know, they ended up shutting Tisha. down production. Injuries. I had... Had such high hopes for Letitia Wright. I came across a mm-hmm. post that I had made on my Facebook years ago, like on my on this day memories, whatever. Um, uh, a post uh, a graphic I had posted or reposted from somewhere of her holding the helmet, looking at it, and like Chadwick behind her as a ghost in the back. And I was like, mm. I would love for this to be, you know, how it happens. Wow. And now here I am, like, three years later going, oh, God, please don't. Please don't. <laughs> yeah. Just disappointed. <laughs> just yeah. disappointment all around. I'm just hoping that we we get an amazing movie out of all this and that this stuff doesn't hinder 
um, a fantastic production. I, because I have Ryan full Coogler's faith in Ryan Coogler. He's an incredible mm-hmm. creator, an incredible writer, and he has not made a dud yet. So mm-hmm. I am yeah. hoping and praying <laughs> that mm-hmm. he pulls yeah. another one out here. Um, mm-hmm. I've heard that Winston Duke Mbaku has an elevated role in the film. I would be here for that. Uh, I think he's hilarious. If you watch him in interviews, he is. Yeah, he's a hoot. Yep. I think no, he's great. We will not. I think have he it. would be really fun to have, and I think he really buys into the ownership of the Wakandan culture that Ryan Coogler right. has really tried to cultivate within his cast. Mm. Yeah. So there's definitely hope for this for this film. I still have hope for this film. Same. Uh You still have whether or not know, it comes out great... on time. That's another right, question. Right. That. Uh, I'm I'm not expecting it to come out anytime soon. Um, but when it does come out, I'm hoping that it's a fantastic production and people are going to come out and support this thing because they're going through a lot. Yeah. And I think they they deserve a a fantastic movie, fantastic reception, and all of that. Um, Caroline, it was a lot of fun, um, talking about this with you and getting to know you a little bit and hearing your story. Um, I, I want to encourage our listeners. If you listen to this now, uh, go check out defining Disney podcast. They are podcasters in search for the ultimate truth. What is the best animated Disney movie? Caroline, where can our listeners find you? They can find us wherever you get your podcasts. We're on Apple, Spotify, uh, I think we're even on Google Podcasts right now. Um, we're also on Good Pods. So oh, wow. if you're a proponent of indie podcasters, we love Good Pods. We love to see them uh, succeeding out there and supporting our fellow indie podcasters. So definitely check them out. Um, you can also find us on Twitter, on Instagram, Facebook, at Defining Disney. We also have a website, definingdisneypodcast.com. All kinds of places. It's a good time. Um, <laughs> she's, so she's I everywhere. I can send you the link and you can put it in your show notes. Perfect. Yeah. Absolutely. it's Everything will be in our show, in our show notes, website, uh, social media, and uh, links to some of our favorite episodes right in your podcast. Carolina, it was such a pleasure to have you on our show. Thank you so much for taking the time. And we got to have you back um, probably for when we do Miss Marvel. Yes. Uh, I would be love fun. that. Kamala awesome. is amazing. I would love to yeah. come talk about her. Awesome. Well, hey, till next time, uh, it was great having you. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you guys for having me. Have a good night. test out with Rinaldi. We all need to wire him $12,000, have him go to the bank and see what happens. <laughs> uh, what? Do you think do you think they're going to mistake him? him like that? Dang. Well, well, Rinaldi would be the oh, uh, let me be careful with how I say this. Um, it's just I don't know. I think do you think that people would mistake you for Ryan Coogler? No. Are you sure? Well, because people actually, mistake based you for on, Yeah, yeah, actually never mind. Yeah. <laughs> Based on my history, yeah, they I would be mistaken <laughs> for Ryan Coogler, mm. which is a pretty good thing to me. Mm. <laughs> okay, we just well, need to test it out. You just got to test it out. I mean, trying to see something. You trying to see something real quick? What are you trying to see, Fergie? 
something. <laughs> something. <laughs> I'm trying to see something. We got to start small, though. We can't start with the bank. We got to ten dollars. Uh, or I guess we start at the bank. But who's gonna blink an eye at ten dollars? So he's gonna put. Uh, Why would I ask a teller? Thing <laughs> the deposit slips talking about. Please. Be discreet. <laughs> Please withdraw ten dollars and count it in another room. <laughs> Can you count this in ones? I want ten dollars in ones. Count them in the next room. I oh really. I want. I need the ten dollars. Yes, but I also. I'm not gonna accept it unless it's counted. <laughs> or imagine if but, you wanted um, it all in pennies or something like that. that right. <laughs> I give, give it to me in quarters, and then after you count them in quarters, I want them in pennies. I want to count. Ten dollars. I've never experienced ten dollars in pennies before. <laughs> that's like the that's like the person who like wants to withdraw a thousand dollars because they never held the thousand dollars before, so they want to count it. I forget where movie I saw that in. I saw that in a movie where like the character oh, like New Girl or something. Oh, you know what? It was New Girl. It was. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Have you ever seen that show, Rinaldi? I have, but not not too many episodes. It's like, I want them in ones, and he counts $1,000 in ones. <laughs> um, it's so, I think it was $1,000. It's so funny. Well, that's our discussion. Uh, let us know what you think of everything we talked about in this episode. You can write to us by emailing marvelousfriendspod at gmail.com. You can also call and leave us a voicemail. That number is 617-299-6644. Let us know about everything that you've heard in this episode. Or if you want to say hi to us, that's fine too. Marvelous Friends is available on Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. To our Apple Podcast listeners, write us a review and let us know your thoughts. For more fun, unexpected, and low-key ratchet Marvel content, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Marvelous underscore pod. You can also like Marvelous Friends Pod on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Don't forget to hit the notification bell so you can get updates on all our latest uploads and behind-the-scene content. Links to all of these platforms and more are in the show notes of this episode below. This is is the Marvelous Friends Podcast. Were the cops pregnant? Like... <laughs> <laughs>